Checkmate, don't be late, take another pull, and while you're at it, put on some Aerosmith. This is Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited. My name is Corey Morissette, joined, as always, by John Mariano. And John, uh, for the folks listening, it's just the next week since our last show, but gosh darn it, we haven't recorded uh, an Aerosmith show in forever. Corey, we are the shakers and we are the love makers. How are you, my friend? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm very glad that, you know, vacations are out of the way. And uh, we're just ready to get back in the saddle, as it were, and start playing some Aerosmith. Uh, I don't know about that, Corey. Uh-oh. Uh, you, you, you know, like you said, it's been some time since we last talked, even though it's only been a little bit of time for the fans or the listeners. I don't like calling them fans because I don't – that's why I believe in that in my life. But I believe in listeners, and I am grateful for each and every one of you. And to keep things interesting – while on my break and taking in copious amounts of alcohol and being a good parent, not necessarily at the same time, but kind of sort of overlapping. Um, I came up with an idea, Corey. This is always dangerous whenever you get thinking, John. Now, uh, this show in its format was your idea uh, originally, so I- I'm intrigued uh, of what you have uh, in, in that brain pan of yours the- that you're ready to spring on me. That's unfair. I mean, I mean, I mean, we we kind of poached this from you and Mark, and we just, I, like I said, dice, and yeah, then, yeah. and then <laughs> I said, hey, let's let's make it, give it a point, and like let's make a mixtape. Yeah, the the, the MacGuffin was yours. The, the format we kind of cribbed from other places. <laughs> and and with that being said, I think it was a loose idea, and it's a good idea, but I think it needs some finessing. I'm not saying the mixtape is going away, but maybe we play with it a little bit. All right. I I think, I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm struggling because I think we're going to run dangerously close by to the end of this of creating the next Aerosmith's greatest hits. Yes, uh, I, I've had similar thoughts. And uh, as fans of Aerosmith well know, they have released uh, as many compilation albums as they have original albums. I think it's actually... 12 original albums and 13 compilations, if I remember correctly. They got a ton of greatest hits out there. Uh, and so we wanted our mixtape to be to be different than that. So with with that spirit in mind, they do have a lot of greatest hits. You know what kind of greatest hits they don't have? What's that? A live greatest hits. Uh, no, they, they actually have a lot of live albums. If I'm just kind of looking at the list here. There's one, two, three, four, five... Uh, six, uh, seven. Technically, they have seven uh, live albums. So what if we take side B, the B side, if you will, and we make it to what's typically the A tracks, right? But side B is going to be the nine definitive, I don't want to call them the best, but our favorite live tracks Aerosmith has recorded. So it has to be Aerosmith release. Like I, I have a Woodstock boot, bootleg that that I own. That wouldn't be eligible. Any other bootlegs, you know, won't be eligible unless it's been a released album. Mm-hmm. So like live bootleg would be eligible, but not another bootleg. Right. 
So we are allowing one bootleg. It's the official bootleg. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the, hey, we, we named this thing bootleg to be cheeky. Yeah. <laughs> no, 94, they did. There was an official double album uh, released from Woodstock 94. Oh. Uh, because I had it on CD. And Aerosmith is actually on disc one. And then they're doing uh, Draw the Line. And, then, you know, right before the guitar break, they throw in a little bit of uh, F-I-N-E from Pump. Well, 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 that that track will definitely be eligible to be discussed for this portion of the mixtape. But we we still have a problem. We have an A side. Yeah. So 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 with with the A side, I'm thinking any non any song that was not released as a single, meaning B sides would be eligible, but A sides would not be eligible for our A side. Okay. And that, and those are studio tracks, and and we we pick our nine. What you want to call our nine favorites, nine that mean the most to us. It does move your chip away the stone way up on the list all of a sudden. Yes, because uh, oh, that was kind of released as a single though off of gems. Oh, oh, we might we, we might not have a loophole for you, Corey. But you might. I'm just looking at. Are we going by Wikipedia? Because <coughs> they have a Aerosmith single discography, and they actually have "Chip Away" listed twice. Once off of Live Bootleg, uh, peaking at number 77 on the American charts, and uh, the Gems version, which is what we did, uh, peaking at number 13 on the U.S. rock charts. So yeah, it was reissued twice. Yeah. So if it was issued as a single, it, it, it's it's no bueno for side A. No, but it's going to make it on side B. So, or no, it's going to make it on. Uh... So, so we haven't talked about we haven't talked about anything else yet, Corey. Well, I'm just we... thinking there is a live version uh, from Live Bootleg that well, you know we can get it on side B. But but Corey did tip our hand because we are not in the mood to take things away from our listeners. No, we, we are in the mood to add things for our listeners. And the other thing, and I know we release these things way later than than expected right but in real time we're in august and aerosmith a week or two ago tweeted out possible playlists for 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 their residency out in vegas yes and it inspired the idea of doing just an aerosmith top 10 and that's what you know that's what we're going to call it the aerosmith top 10 and it's gonna be john and Corey's aerosmith top 10 it's not going to be like by the fans. It's not going to be the definitive. It's going to be what Corey and I discuss as the top 10. Any song is eligible to go on there. I think that there are some obvious ones off the top that will definitely be on there. Um, those will all be studio versions. So, so that'll give us something to talk about on every episode of which list it possibly goes on or doesn't go on. So just to sum up, uh, the mixtape is still uh, 18 tracks, nine aside. Side A is going to be all deep cuts or things that were not released as a single. And we, Aerosmith has had a, a ton of singles. Uh, obviously, we're, we're covering a lot of songs here, but that automatically takes a, a whole bunch of songs out of the mix here. Side B is going to be all live cuts. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the biggest hits, right? It's just our favorite live cuts. Because on some of these live albums, you know, they, they do a song like Moving Out or something. You know, not a big hit or anything, but still 
uh, maybe worthy of inclusion on the live side of the mixtape. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, Corey, that's correct. Um, as long as it's a live track, any old live track, it is eligible. Um, but I guarantee if you and I are putting it together, it's going to be a kick-ass live track. Uh, let's recap, John, because it's been forever. What we currently have on our die, and we have, they're pretty much all deep cuts at this point, except for one. We have Sheila, The Farm, Theme from Spider-Man, Pink, uh, Walk on the Dog, and Fever. Hey, well, with that, let's, uh, you know, we, we covered a lot of our, our own hot mess. You know who we haven't talked about yet, Corey? Our sponsor. I suppose I should bring that up, shouldn't I? It might help. Like, Ken Napsack is doing the Lord's work with his pop rock and radio. You know what? I popped in there on Saturday night, and uh, and Ken was absolutely killing it. Yeah, I, I was I, I was listening to the episode on delay today, and just simply what a fantastic way to open the show. Oh, when I jumped in there, he was, uh, I think he was playing Heart, uh, Barracuda. Like, a great way to come into the show. Yeah, uh, but that's... He, I was just gonna say he 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 opened with some Elton John, which will always have a special place for me. Right, and of course that's uh, Ken Napsock's pop rock and radio, the big hits album cuts and B sides from the rock and pop world that make up the soundtracks of our lives. Look for live shows and make requests, sing, dance, and celebrate the music with the pop rock and radio community. And John, one thing I did hear uh, was a little stinger uh, that that sounded kind of familiar. Uh, kind of sounded like you were on there. Kind of sound like you were on there too. Yeah, a little bit. But uh, so, if you guys want to hear our stinger or the chance to hear our stinger, download the Mixcloud app and follow Pop Rock and Radio because it is the perfect playlist for any Saturday night or any night you're entertaining your friends. Absolutely. Outstanding. Steven Tyler's a big fan of Pop Rock and Radio as well. But what do you say, John? Let's give this dice a shake and see what we come up with tonight. And we are going to get the theme. From Spider-Man. All right. Kind of apropos because uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is getting re-released in theaters, John. Yeah. And what's funny is, you know, as excited as I was for Spider-Man to come out, we were all, nobody knew what to expect. Um, Raimi had taken it over from James Cameron. It was way more exciting when James Cameron was involved. And he hired, we had always speculating who would play Peter Parker. And he hired Tobey Maguire, and we—I remember me and my buddies nicknamed this movie "The Spider House Rules," because Tobey Maguire was coming off of the side of the house rules. And yeah, look, we were wrong. And tucked away in the heart of this movie is an Aerosmith theme song on the soundtrack, and they play it at the end of the movie. And it, I gotta say, it kicks ass, dude. Well, and. Uh... I have fond memories of the theme from Spider-Man because when I was a kid, I would watch the Spider-Man cartoon all the time. And it had that classic Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. You know, the, and so uh, this is really going to bring me back to my childhood. I got a bit, I probably haven't heard this track uh, since uh, since uh, the Spider-Man uh, soundtrack came out. And even then, you know, that soundtrack was, you know, it, it was all about Chad Kroger. Right in that hero song he did. Well, well, and my favorite part, as much as the original '60s song was great, my favorite part of it would be when it would tune out a little bit, and Stan Lee would do the intro to each episode on the cartoon. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you don't remember that? No, I don't. Yeah, so Stan Lee, Stan Lee did the, the the narration 
for the Spider-Man cartoon in the 60s. Oh, wow. No, completely forgot that. Unless I'm misremembering that, too. We, I have a penchant for that, my friend. And somebody, I'm sure, is going to correct this. Like, already, I'm looking at that new uh, uh, list of singles you gave me, and we actually had a second single on the die tonight, and that was Sheila uh, from Done With Mirrors. So, already oh. I've screwed up. Well, what are you going to do? At least it wasn't on the mixtape yet. There you go. All right, so now I just got to find this. Uh, here we go. What do you say, John? You ready for a little theme from Spider-Man? Yeah, I can't wait to hear, hear Nickelback's Hero. <laughs> wrong show if you no. want to start a nickelback show let me know all right we'll, we'll do already uh different than why i remember from the saturday morning cartoon but i'm digging it I mean, we, we have we have a baseline, and when you start with a baseline, fun stuff is going to ensue. And like, if if you can't feel the rhythm that we're getting something jazzy for Spider Man that only Aerosmith can bring, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I, I like the sirens feel. I, it, it feels important to me. Yeah, totally. And uh, this came out what two thousand two. Yeah. So so this would have been after Just Push Play. And before honking on Bobo. So kind of right in that wheelhouse uh, for Aerosmith. And I'm just looking at the uh, music uh, music from and inspired by Spider-Man soundtrack album. Uh, this track was actually uh, produced by Steven Tyler, Joe Perry, and Marty Fredrickson, a longtime collaborator uh, of the band here. Some pretty decent bands. Uh, like we mentioned, Chad Kroger's on here. Some 41 uh, has a cut on here. Uh, Default, Corey Taylor. The Strokes, The Hives, Theory of a Dead Man. A lot of Canadian acts, actually. Uh, Dre Cantrell's on here. Uh, Macy Gray's got to be on there, right? Uh, not seeing Macy Gray. What did she do from that movie? Oh, she, she was, was in the movie. She was in the movie on the parade. That's why I'm surprised she's not on the soundtrack. Oh, here we go. Yeah, My Nutmeg Fantasy. Yeah. The Morello Mix, Macy Gray featuring Angie Stone and Moss Depp. Yeah, so that makes sense. I know that they play this Aerosmith song over the credits, over the end credits. And actually on this album, they have the original uh, theme for Spider-Man classic TV series theme song as well. That kicks off the album. Uh, Aerosmith's version is closer to the end. And, and, and that 60s song is kind of hidden. It's an Easter egg in the movie. There's a guy playing it um, in the subway. Right, right. I remember that now. All right, so when you hear Aerosmith is doing theme from Spider-Man, kind of all of the elements you would hope that were in there are in there. Like, you, you got that great sounding guitar riff. Steven's killing it. And uh, uh, when I, you're waiting for the lookout, and I wanted that demon to scream it, look out! And he gave us one of those, too. And then into, here comes the Spider-Man. Joey on the drums, oh, fantastic. Loving it. Do you find it's crazy that it's just the 60s cartoon song played by Aerosmith? No, I, why mess with perfection, right? You just kind of do it at your own tempo, rock it up a little bit, 
Uh, you don't need to touch lyrics or anything. Yeah, I think it's I, I think it's amazing that we're getting this right now. Like the fact that this exists at all just is insane to me. I, I kind of wish that uh, John Watts and uh, Kevin Feige would have brought this back for No Way Home. You brought back Tobey Maguire, uh, bring back theme from Spider-Man too. This still kicks. Are they duplicating Steven's voice on this song? Like, is is that other people singing with him, or are they just duplicating his track? Usually, Steven uh, will will double track it, or sometimes triple track. That's usually him. Yeah, uh, because you, it's really hard to to uh, I think harmonize with Steven Tyler. He's got such a distinctive voice that he usually just does it himself. And uh, I know in earlier concerts they used to have a keyboard player touring with them. He would do a lot of the uh, background singing. I think now they just kind of play along a Steven track that he kind of sings along to, uh, to, to try and replicate that album. But uh, this almost kind of gives me a little bit of electronic vibe, right? They, you can tell this is kind of coming around Just Push Play uh, before they kind of ditched all the bells and whistles and got back to basics with Honkin' on Bobo. Uh, but it, it definitely has kind of an industrial, almost kind of electronic vibe, don't you think? Yeah, this was not my favorite era of Aerosmith, but... For this song and for this movie, I think it works really well. I thought for a second that siren is coming from you, John, uh, living uh, in New York City. But uh, I think that's on the song, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's that, that's part of the song. And I don't know, like, I know we're making lots of room for new songs. And this might be controversial. But I don't know that I feel like this is worthy of any of these lists that we have here. Like to me, it's not very representative of what Aerosmith brings to the table. Right. 
it's 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 a fun track and it's fun on the soundtrack and i'm happy it exists but even the way it ended like it felt like it it, it almost felt like the white men can't jump of of aerosmith songs right or, or 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 the return of the king of aerosmith songs meaning it felt like it had multiple endings right like i felt like it was over like at least two times during this song okay i don't know I don't, how you felt i don't disagree uh it's yeah it's it, it's kind of a neat little thing uh ultimately i don't think it's gonna end up uh i guess this would belong on the deep cut uh side of our mixtape now because uh according to uh, the list you gave me here it was not released as a single uh and actually I'm trying to figure out which session they would have recorded this at. And I guess they were recording um, some new tracks for uh, another greatest hits album uh, called, Oh yeah. Uh, the ultimate Aerosmith hits uh, was released in 2002 and it had a couple of new tracks. Girls of summer was the single off that and, and lay it down. And uh, actually a theme from Spider-Man was included uh, on the non us edition of 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 this uh, greatest hit so it would have been i imagine during those sessions that that they recorded this um technically john we have eight tracks on the deep side right now so this would slot in there at number nine or do we just say screw it leave it at eight for now and the next deep cut will go on there yeah i mean i, I mean i mean i feel like we can we, we can afford to be a little picky now right like we're, we're deep enough into the show where people get it we have some incomplete lists right now if we don't feel a song belongs on there, I don't think they we're obligated to put it on there at this point. Do you? No, no, I'm cool with that. Like, like I think we did it in the first 18 episodes to kind of establish what the show was. You, you folks get it, right? Like we, we make lists, but we also, we, you know, we, we got to curate a little bit. And I just don't think that this belongs on a, a, an Aerosmith list. No, uh, it would be probably the first thing gone uh, anyway. So I'm cool. We'll just leave this one off. Theme from Spider-Man, kind of a neat little uh, neat little thing uh, from 2002 and from the Sam Raimi classic film Spider-Man, but uh, doesn't really belong on any of the current uh, uh, mixtapes or lists that we have going for Aerosmith. So I believe that was my pick, if I'm thinking way, way back. Uh, I put Theme from Spider-Man on there. So that means I got to pick a song to go on the die right now. And right now we got, you know, we got a couple of uh, singles, Sheila and Pink. Uh, we got three uh, deep cuts in the farm, Walking the Dog and Fever. So what do you say you put a live cut on there? Let, let's get the live side of the Ultimate Aerosmith mixtape going. And uh, I'm thinking I want to go all the way back to Classics Live. And let's do a little Kings and Queens. I, look, I, I just listened to this on my on my trip I went on. I mean, you might you might have picked a keeper. I know because I know this version too on Classics Live One. I think this is by far I think my favorite version of Kings and Queens. So this might be my favorite song or my favorite track off of these two albums, and that's saying a lot. Oh, that's going to be fun. So the current die that we have going on here has Sheila, The Farm, Pink, Walking the Dog, Fever, and Kings and Queens from Classics Live One. What do you think, John? Anything else before we call it a night here? Yeah, look, we 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 kept Spider-Man off the soundtrack, but I look at it like if anybody seen no, no Way Home, the first thing they did was they got rid of the Green Goblin's mask from that movie. And it's kind of like it was fine for its time, but that time has passed, and now we and now we move on. And 
the song was fine for its time. It's a fun little ditty to talk about, but we're on to bigger and better things now. Absolutely. And I'm kind of excited with the direction you're taking us. Hopefully the fans are as well. I know that we've had uh, some contributors to the show, like uh, Mark Kamire, uh, who I think will be interested in, in uh, you know, what's going to happen to Janie's Got a Gun. You know, now that that's currently on the top 10, how long does it stay on the top 10? When you think about top 10 Aerosmith tracks, uh, Janie's is one of those bubble tracks, right? You could see it on there, but you could see it leaving too. So that's going to be interesting. Of course, Jeff uh, Saunders put some hits on there for us too. Uh, I'm wondering what a guy like Scott Haskin thinks about what we're doing now. I'm sure he's going to have some fun with this new format, either suggesting deep cuts or live tracks. I tell you, he's a big fan of Permanent Vacation, and I'm looking at a song like Your All Keeps Coming Apart. That might have a long shelf life uh, on the deeper cut uh, side of the mixtape. What do you think? I, I, I think, you know, the only way we can find out is you have Scott back on and you let him put together a die based on this new format, and we see what he has to say. In fact, I think we bring everybody back once in a while that we've had on and let them play with this new format. You know what? Uh, maybe I should uh, suggest something here because uh, Heath McCoy was on and he actually brought up a live track, Mother Popcorn, that we eliminated off the mixtape. But now we have this whole uh, almost completely open live side. What do you think about putting Mother Popcorn back on there? Oh, so you want to get really controversial and you want you, you what, <laughs> what, what you're telling me is you want to put a zombie track on there. A zombie track? Well, I guess if you want to put it that way, I was just thinking, uh, you know, it was a pretty heated discussion uh, taking away Mother Popcorn. Uh, right now, Sweet Emotion is so lonely uh, on the live side. Uh, I, I think we do Heath a solid. He's a great guy, a great guest. I, and it's our show. We can do whatever the fuck we want, right? I say we put Mother Popcorn back on there for now and see how see how long it rides. So, so, so if you want to turn Mother Popcorn into The Walking Dead and make it a zombie track that you brought back to life, and 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 by all means, I think you should. It's a great track. He's a great guy. I'm just, you know, I'm not a big fan of the occult and what happens when you bring things back to life. I understand the horror movies, and, but you know, what? Mother Popcorn in itself kind of brought back to life uh, by Aerosmith. It's it's a pretty old song that that they covered, so. It's a it's a, it's a, it's a James Brown track. Yeah, those songs ne 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 never grow old. That's true. Well, I, I got my machete. If Mother Popcorn uh, comes at you, John, I'll I'll chop its head off for you. Well, that'll be your responsibility this time, so that way he's gonna get upset at you. Perfect. <laughs> so on the live side, we have Sweet Emotion and Mother Popcorn from Live Bootleg, currently on our top ten list in no particular order. Should we rank these, or are we just gonna go random? I think we're just going to go random because because then it opens up the discussion like we've always had of what's coming cu coming off right right now whatever's on there is sticking on there we have we have a couple of lists that are almost done where we can start bumping stuff and and, and the live track list has a ways to go that's right live track we only have the two but on the top ten right now we have let the music do the talking chip away the stone the other side Janie's got a gun crazy eat the rich mama kin. And shut up and dance. John, where can the good folks find you if they're looking for you online? Oh, you can Besides find me. Tinder. Uh, I mean, I mean, you can find me right here. Um, talking talk, talk Aerosmith, you can find me on back, back, Backtracks theme music, talking talk movies and music with Corey. Um, guesting once in a while if Corey wants me to or, you know, at, at my house, hanging out on my porch. How are you, Corey? Where can people find you? If they want to stalk uh, you. They can find me too many places. I'm really easy to find. They can find me on Twitter at CD Morissette. 
Uh, they can find me on the aforementioned Backtracks theme music. Uh, the show that dropped today as we record this uh, was 9 to 5, which I think was one of John's finer podcasting moments in his career. Go check out that show. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and they can find me on And the Podcast Will Rock with Mark Kameyer, who, as we're recording this, is out rocking his heart out on stage somewhere in Nashville, Tennessee. I'll be recording the uh, Van Halen show with him tomorrow night as we wrap up All-Star August. But, of course, we're breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time, much like we're doing here with Aerosmith. And now we're doing things a little bit different. So hopefully uh, the new format isn't too confusing. I think I got a handle on it. Uh, it it'll make sense, I'm, I'm sure, as we go along until John has another epiphany and completely changes whatever the hell we're doing here. You, you know, as long as you're going to let me make changes, I'm going to make changes, Corey. I know you are. we got a long road to hoe here, my friend. A long way to go. So uh, I'm sure the format will change a few more times before it's all said and done. But until that happens, on behalf of John Mariano, my name is Corey Marsa. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you next time on Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. And as always, we'll give the final word to Stephen Tyler. 